0: Hello, Grace Church family. I love this time of year because I love to look back at what God has done in the previous year. And I love to look forward to the opportunities that God has for us in 2018. Uh, When you look back at 2017 across the whole of Grace Church and you see all of our campuses and all of our opportunities, uh, what you'll find when you kind of collect all that together is that God did an incredible work uh, throughout our church and did an incredible work through us and allowed us to be part of some amazing opportunities. And that's kind of the seat that I sit in, and I'm excited to share some of those things with you. Uh, I would start just by looking through our different campuses, and I see how God worked at our different campuses and every single campus of Grace Church, that we can be encouraged and excited and thrilled about the direction that we're, we're heading. Uh, So you start with our mother campus, the Norton campus. God worked there in tremendous ways. God continues to reach people, draw them to himself. Uh, They implemented a Sunday evening service this last year that went tremendously and is going well. So Norton continues to grow, continues to lead the way in many ways with new campusing opportunities, continues to impact their community through things like Norton United and different uh, ties with the school and with our local community. and very excited and very proud of what God is doing there. Uh, Bump over to Barberton. God is working in Barberton in in great ways. Uh, Numerically, Barberton continues to grow. They continue to be seeded into the Barberton community. And God is using them in tremendous ways. Folks coming to know Christ, being baptized, uh, they're into their facility and outgrowing parts of it already, which is just a terrific problem. So excited about what God is doing through Pastor Martell's leadership there and continuing to work in Barberton in, in tremendous ways. Uh, go out to the east side to Ellet. I remember in 2017 was the launch of Ellet. So Gary Underwood and Jenny coming into town, God collecting folks from the Old Ellet Grace Brethren Church, from the Bath Campus, the Norton Campus, and has really created for himself a great work there. Uh, they run about 200 people now on a weekend, which is tremendous for uh, a campus that's not even a full year old yet. And they're getting those inroads into those communities, new families coming, tying in, great things happening at Ellett. Uh You go up to Bath, God continues to work and do great things to the Bath campus as well. Uh, we saw a record number of folks come to accept Christ as their Savior this year at the Bath campus. Uh, Life groups doubling there, continuing to have that impact into our community, continuing to send other people out to start new campuses while bringing new folks in. God is working in great ways at the Bath campus. And then out to Medina East where Pastor Tony is leading, God continues to work there in tremendous ways. Uh, More folks coming to Christ, uh, discipleship, evangelism happening in wonderful ways, that family tying in to each other in terrific ways and God laying a path forward that we're excited about as they uh, think about their global missions initiatives as well as how to reach their own community in terrific ways Uh, then you go down to Atlanta real excited about our northeast Atlanta project this is reaching first immigrant first generation immigrants there these are a house church model God is working in terrific ways they're running 70-ish people on a weekend, which is tremendous for a house church model that is going cold turkey, kind of going in not knowing anybody and connecting with them. We're seeing people from all kinds of different nationalities and backgrounds being part of that. The gospel proclaimed, people responding. Very excited about that work there led by Pastor Carlos. And then our town center campus as well. They uh, have gone now into their launch. So just this last September, now, we launched them fully as a Grace Church campus. Uh, they helped to modernize their facilities there, along with help from our Norton campus and our Medina campus. They're reaching folks, they're connecting with people, they're growing. God is working there in a terrific way. So thrilled about all of that. And as I look out kind of over the whole of the church to see all that God is doing, uh, I would look and say the state of Grace Church is very healthy. Uh, our, God is blessing us, he's helping us, he's expanding us. Uh, this last Christmas, uh, that shows up, you know, and so over 12,000 people gathered at Grace Church campuses uh, to worship and to connect with the gospel through our Christmas services. So that just gives you a, an idea of the scope of the reach of our church and how God is using us in great, great ways. I then look at like certain indicators, and I, I want to know that we're hitting certain things to, to make sure we're healthy. So I'm going to go right to how many people accepted Jesus uh, at Grace Church this year. And, and this year, throughout the whole of Grace Church, uh, 358 people accepted Christ as their Savior, which is just mind-boggling. And we're thrilled about that. Those are people who we know. We have their names, we followed up with them. So that number might be higher, but using that standard, uh, those are the, that is uh, the number that we have. Thrilled about that, that's a lot of prayer, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and excited that we're helping people find the gospel and the love of Jesus in those ways. Another number I'm excited about is our baptism number. 227 people being baptized throughout the whole of Grace Church this year which is just tremendous. Events where all kinds of kids and teenagers are being baptized, uh, adults being baptized in our services, the testimony of that, the power of that is just phenomenal. So celebrate that and be excited about it. I know that I am and thrilled about what God did in 2017. I'm always grateful that we get to do this together. I think our unity and our kind of one-mindedness is a big, big deal. And that was really represented in our 30 and 30 leadership conference this fall. We had over 350 leaders just from Grace Church uh, take the day off work and be a part of that. And that was energizing and exciting to to see kind of the whole of what Grace is doing under kind of one roof, so to say. So passionate about that. I'm passionate and excited about our next generation leaders that are rising up. Uh, Your investment in 30 and 30 and your investment and our interns and residents and, and their education and their training is huge. And it's huge to the, the future of Grace Church. So we have uh, about 20 interns and residents right now throughout the whole of the church that are training, they're active in ministry, they're going to school uh, full time and getting ready to go and, and lead the campuses and lead the work of the kingdom and, and uh, as, as, it, as we connect with it here at Grace Church. Uh, In addition to that, we have about 40 undergraduate students. These are students who are going to Grace College full time in our fully accredited undergrad degree program. And uh, many of them are from the Akron area, but God is expanding that. So for the first time, we have out of state students who are part of that program. We have uh, students who are from several other churches who have moved into the Akron area to be a part of that program as we continue to train and continue to help and continue to grow in those ways. I love that we love and are unified with each other. And uh, as we continue to grow, our attendance has grew by 7% this last year, which is remarkable that 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 happened. We're also continuing to tie in with each other. So one of the numbers I would be really excited about is our life groups. Uh, Across the church, we started 43 new adult life groups just this year which is incredible that in biblical community being discipled loving each other sharing life with each other we're connecting in those ways and uh, we saw 20 percent more people coming to those life groups across the whole of the church than we've seen in other years so all the right things happening in all the right ways and god is using that and uh, He's reaching people and building the kingdom through us. That stuff is fun, and it's fun to to, to remember it. It's fun to be recognized for it. Uh, Again, this year, Grace was named one of the top 100 fastest-growing churches in North America. In addition to that, uh, for the first time, we were named one of the top 100 largest churches in North America. All of that is a reflection of God trusting us, us being unified, working together and proclaiming the kingdom and, and moving forward. So that's my prayer for 2018. I'm praise God for 2017. I want to celebrate that and be encouraged by it. And then as we look ahead, my prayer is that God continues to do that. And when we think about the the start of the Sterling campus and Pastor Christian and Rebecca being here and and tied into that and, and that actually becoming tangible. And uh, when I think about other campusing opportunities, conversations that we're in right now, and the opportunities that we're gonna have to do that into the future. Uh, when I think about creative outreach events like the fuel program that we do out in the at CrossFit High Gear in Medina, Norton United and all that that meant, uh, the, the, the new and exciting things that we're doing with sports ministries at Bath, the ways that we're reaching out to children and teenagers through all of our campuses. Those are the things that I look at and say, if we can continue to be faithful, continue to invest in those things, always clearly proclaiming the word of God in the process and loving each other through it, God will continue to bless Grace Church. My favorite verse in the whole Bible is John chapter three, verse 30. When When John the Baptist looked and saw Jesus coming uh, to be baptized. Uh, his disciples were kind of worried that John the Baptist was going to lose his place of prominence. And what John the Baptist said is a, is a motto for my life and I hope for us as a church. And John 3.30, he looked and he said, he, Christ, he must become greater, and I, we must become less. And that, I hope, is our prayer for the church. Numbers, stats, growth, it's all important. A lot of it's fun but all of it pales in comparison to shining the lights bright on Jesus, making Jesus famous and making him make sense, making the gospel the primary thing, knowing that, living that, giving that away and offering the hope to people around us that has been offered to us. I love that that is our passion as a church. I love that that's our tradition. I love that that's our practice. And I love that together, that will be our future.
1: Pretty encouraging, isn't it? That's cool, like most of the time our campuses are, are really autonomous and, and like we in Barberton kind of try to do everything that we think is best to, to reach the area of Barberton. but it's really cool to think through like, or to hear about maybe. Um, some of the really neat things that God's doing across the different campuses. And this is just Grace Church. Like, there's so many other incredible churches that God is working in and God is working through. So for us, like, I think about it, I think I love being part of something bigger, you know, than just myself. I love being part of something that's broader than just me and our campus and even our community, but, like, is across you know, Northeast Ohio, reaching down to Atlanta. I love the ridiculousness of 30 and 30. You heard Jeff talk kind of briefly about that. 30 and 30 is this kind of our driving vision that we um, feel like God is calling us to plant 30 campuses in 30 years. And it sounds crazy. And I remember we started that six years ago when it was just the Norton campus and the Bath campus. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. Like churches don't have 30 campuses, you know, like how's that gonna happen? and now six years later we're getting ready to plant our eighth campus and you're like it's happening like god is god is doing these things that he promised to do and you know i love how as as a church we are investing in the next generation of leaders you know that we're trying to do it with intentionality that we're trying to do it with diligence you know we have this uh we started this grace grace college as a school out in indiana and we we are now an extension site in the area we have a bunch of students that are going to school full-time here that we're raising up to be able to kind of take the mantle to be able to move the 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 torch forward i guess in the next generation of helping the gospel advance i love that grace church is willing to do hard things you know that's kind of the dna of of grace church is people are willing to sacrifice and they're willing to step out and they're willing to to make themselves a little bit uncomfortable and you know it's one thing to talk about it's easy to talk about and go yeah I'm willing to do tough stuff it's another thing when the rubber hits the road and we're inconvenienced and it means we sacrifice and it means you know we give our time and all of that that's kind of the thing about grace church that Um, Maybe there's the secret sauce, you know, like people are committed to stretch themselves and do those things. I can't wait for the point when uh, we as a campus plant our first campus, you know? So we've been around, like I said, for about three years now. It's funny, even this past week, I met with our steering team, which is kind of like the elders of the church. And uh, we were talking about that. We We were talking about like, let's begin the process to get ready to be able to plant a campus. And so kind of our vision with that is within the next three years, you know, if the Lord continues to do what he's been doing that we're gonna be ready for that. And, uh, and we're gonna step out and we're gonna take that risk. And that's like who we are as a church, you know, like we don't, if you're visiting today, it's probably important for you to know, maybe this will be encouraging, um, whether you're connected to another church or maybe you're looking for a church, you know, we don't wanna get too comfortable because when we get too comfortable as Christians, we become ineffective. And then we start worrying about stupid stuff, you know? Like we worry about stuff that's not important in the big picture of things, and we don't worry about, and we don't care about the stuff that is a a big deal. Um, so, so I want to just take a few minutes here, and I'll try to be, be quick with this, but um, I think it's healthy for us. You, you saw a little bit about, you know, kind of a cross-grace church and what God's been doing over this past year. I thought it'd be good to maybe take a few minutes and reflect back. I got, we got some pictures and stuff, too, at what God's been doing here at this campus um, over the last year. So one of the things that I get really excited about is um, our connection with some other churches in the community. So actually, since when we started this campus, we started gathering some other church, some other pastors in the Barberton area together to like pray. Let's pray and get to know each other. This is a picture of that's my giant forehead in the front. Uh, this is Silvio, Just some of the guys that you know we get together once a month and we pray for each other and hear what's going on. And then last year we said, you know what? Let's do something together. Kind of hard for churches that are different churches that maybe worship differently and celebrate differently to do things together but we're like you know what we want to do this and so we did a, a good friday service together last year we did it at, not here but at uh, calvary wesleyan church in Barberton, and uh, it was just a really cool time And it was different than how we would do it you know like other churches celebrate differently than we did but it was so cool be together and to worship together. In fact, this year, um, we're gonna do it here. So we're gonna host it this year. So coming up on Good Friday, which is the Friday before Easter. So the very end of March, we're gonna do a Good Friday service here. That's kind of a a community service as well. So that was a a real highlight for us. Um, We also did a uh, wild game dinner. So a bunch of hunters invaded our campus. We had a bunch of hunters here and a bunch more came and we did this dinner with them uh, here in this room. And uh, one of the guys spoke and just shared a little bit about his heart and how hunting and kind of being out in nature uh, is a real spiritual experience for him he challenged us that way and we just and we ate elk together elk is really good it's a wild game so it was a really cool time Um, we do lots of stuff one of the the big things with us is that banner right over there we're fully committed to kids and students and so we do a lot of things we try to do a lot of things to help kids and students come to the church and go I like it here like I actually want to go to church. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And I'm learning about who God is. And so we say, like, we're willing as adults to sacrifice. We'll, we'll go with less so that our kids can have more we'll sacrifice as adults so that our kids can have an awesome kids program that they really enjoy. And so we've done, you know, in addition to everything that we do on the weekends and we do some stuff on Wednesday nights as well. We also did a bunch of camps and stuff over this past year. So we did our first Bible camp as, which is kind of like vacation Bible school. We do it over summertime. We did our first one as a camp, as our own campus. In the past, we combined with the Norton campus, and this year we're like, I think we're ready. You know, we're gonna do this ourselves. And It was so cool. We didn't know exactly what to expect. I think there was like a hundred kids that were here during that week. I mean, it was just amazing, it was phenomenal. And then we um, sent our kids up to, we did something called Junior Camp as well over the summer. We sent a bunch of our kids up to Beulah Beach up on Lake Erie and they had like this week away. So that's a camp that you actually stay at overnight. And they had an amazing time. Our uh, middle schoolers did something called Beyond as well um, last year, which is another sort of go away sort of camp where they have tons of fun, but they also have some spiritual uh, components to that as well, where they're kind of digging in to who God is. And then our senior high did something called Momentum last year as well, where they were were on the campus of Indiana-Westland, and they had just a cool time together. A bunch of our students were a part of that too, where they got a chance to kind of dig into who God was. This year, we started something for our fourth and fifth graders. You know, like as our campus grows and we continue on, we can start to do some more kind of cool, unique things. And so we started this fourth and fifth grade um, program, I guess, called Grounded, where we're trying to help our, you know, pre-middle school students just get to know Jesus better and understand what it means to read our Bible. Like, what does that look like? What is what is the Bible? And we kind of dig into that with them. It's been really cool. Um, we did our first family camp this year as well. A bunch of us went to um, uh, Hilton Head, and so it wasn't just like young families, it was just sort of families of all ages. And we went out there for a week and had you know, fun time on the beach like that, but then also got a chance to serve together. And then every day we had like a spiritual time together. We did some worship and we did some Bible study. It was just a really cool time. Um, one of the, the big driving things with us as a campus and as Grace Church is that we really want to try to love and serve the community that we're in. And so um, we did this trunk or treat for the third year this past year. Now that we're in, we've been in our location here for a little over a year. And so we did this one at the middle school right down the road here. And every year it's amazing how this thing has grown. It's like just this niche, right? And so it's hard to, you know, there's so many people that come throughout the you know, two, three hours that we did it. It's hard to estimate that, but by the number of cups of hot chocolate that we gave away, we estimate that there was somewhere around a thousand people that came through that trunk or treat. I mean, it just, it blows me away. Um, during that trunk or treat, actually leading up to that trunk or treat, we, did, um, we collected, so that was kind of heading into winter, right? We collected a bunch of winter stuff for kids, and so uh, winter coats and hats and gloves and scars and all, all of that stuff, and we brought it up to, this, to the trunk or treat, and we set it up there, and I, I, this is not an exaggeration. Within the first hour, almost all of it was gone. There were over 200 coats that we had. Almost all of it was gone within the first hour. And we're like, that's, that's a need in the community. And you guys had a chance to kind of meet that need. Leading up to Christmas, this was cool. This was actually really encouraging for me. Um, the schools called us and said, hey, um, we have a bunch of families here in our, in our schools that they don't have enough to be able to buy Christmas gifts for their kids. And we're trying to, to get some, some folks to be able to help meet some of those needs. And, uh, and I love that they reached out to us, you know, because they're like, I, I think they're getting that we care and we want to help. And so we presented it to you guys and we're like, I think we could do 10 families and like buy gifts for everybody. And um, those 10 families were gone like that. And we went back and we asked for more families from them, which they had a bunch more too. And so for 15 families in the community, you guys bought Christmas gifts for all those kids. So cool to be able to give those to them. Um, I, I almost hesitate to say some of this stuff. And please understand my heart with this. Um, as we talk about like just some things that God's doing here, please know that we don't mean this in any sort of like bragging sort of way or like look at us sort of way, but it's all about what God is doing. You, so at Grace Church, we've been growing by about 7%, Jeff said. At our campus over the last year, just everybody at our campus, we've grown by 24%. 24%, which I don't know what that number sounds like to you, but in like church world, that's a gigantic growth. Our power kids' ministry. Um, so, so this room, we're, we're okay. Like most services, we're, we're okay. The last service gets a little bit full. Our kids' hallway down there is jam-packed. I mean, we are, we are growing out of it. We're being creative and utilizing the building back there. Our kids' ministry has grown by 30% this past year. Our student ministry has almost doubled in the past year. It's grown by 87%. Um, We baptized last year 20 people, which is awesome, like 20 people that are like, I'm in. I want to follow Jesus. I want everybody to know it. We had 15 families that had kids that were like, we want to dedicate our children to the Lord. We want to dedicate us as parents to the Lord and say that we want to raise our kids with Jesus as the center of their household. 15 different families did that as well. And so like those are numbers and numbers, you know, numbers are only important because they're attached to people's lives, right? Every number is a person. A person that Jesus loves and a person that God is entrusting to us. So I, I hope that's encouraging for you. Last spring, I'll try to be quick with this stuff. Last spring we did a, um, a series called Reach. It was a little bit different than any other series that we've done where um, we were kind of talking about our two-year vision. So we were two years into our campus launch and we're like, now we need to be thinking about the next two years, right? And so we did this series called Reach. And in that series, we kind of laid out our two-year vision and we emphasized four different things four different words, really. The first one was belong. And we said, man, we want to help more people. People are coming to service, which is awesome, but we want to help people um, uh, g- actually like, get to know each other and feel like they belong. Because when you're in service, you're staring at the back of somebody's head, right? Like you don't get to know, and sometimes it's an ugly bald head right? Like sometimes you don't get to know people in any sort of deep, meaningful way. And so we said, I mean, we want to help people feel like they belong more. And so we do um, small groups. We call them grace groups around here and different Bible studies. And so those were our targets. And we're like, we want to raise the number of people in those groups by 50%, which is a big number over the next two years. And we're almost there. It's actually really encouraging. Many people have gotten into groups that weren't previously in groups. And so that's really cool. So my question to you, um, if you're kind of connected here. Maybe you're thinking about coming here. My question to you is, are you connected that way? Like, are you in a group? Are you in a place where you're, where you have some other people that actually know your name and care about you and know about some of the stuff going on in your life that they can encourage you as you chase after Jesus, as you walk with Jesus? The second thing that we talked about in that series is serve. And we really challenged you like um, to find your, we we use the acronym SHAPE, S-H-A-P-E. Um, which is like understanding our spiritual gifts, our heart, our abilities, our personalities, our experiences, basically how God has wired you. And we're like, we wanna help you figure out how God has made you so that you can use your gifts and your passions and your experiences, not just for yourself, but for the good of other people inside the church and other people outside of the church and so we set a number for that and we're like we want to see to be like fully staffed in all of our different areas we said we want to have 173 people that are connected to serve regularly it doesn't necessarily mean every week but just regularly and we're not there yet but we're moving toward it which is really cool like we have a lot of new people that are getting engaged in serving and i want to say this church like fundamentally changes when you go, not just for yourself, not just like, I want to get something. I I hope, I hope the worship is really good today. I hope that sermon doesn't suck, doesn't stink today. You know, like I hope, sorry. (laughs) Sometimes when I don't use my notes, I say, suck. Okay. Anyway, but when you go, (laughs) when you go to church and it's like, I'm not just going for myself, I'm going because I want to invest in those kids down the hallway you know, or I want to make somebody feel welcome when they pull into the church and give them a wave, or I want to open the door for people. It changes our perspective on church, right? And so I'd really challenge you, like, do you know how you're wired? Do you know who you are and and like what your gifts and passions are? And are you using those for the good of the church, for the good of other people? The third thing that we talked about, we kind of lumped two things together. Um, We said pray and go, and we're really challenging each other to be people of prayer And we like actually talk to God and ask God to teach us and grow us, but then also give us opportunities to go out and tell other people about him right? So to pray and go. And so we started um, these monthly prayer nights. I I said in the announcements, we have one coming up this coming Tuesday, where the church is just like getting together and praying that God, worshiping God, praying for each other and praying that he would use us in other people's lives. And so we talked about something called your three, your three. And we said, like, do you have three people in your life that you would commit to be regularly praying for that don't know the Lord, maybe they're going through tough times, but you will lift them up to the Lord, right? Like three people in your life, and then maybe God would use you to be able to encourage them and talk to them about the Lord. And so my challenge, my question to you is, you know, like, are you doing that? Are you talking to the Lord? Are you asking him, like, who are people in my life? If you sit here this morning and you're a Christian, if you would identify as a Christian, are you asking God that he would use you in the lives of other people to tell them about him, Right? And then the last thing the fourth thing that we talked about in that series is give and um, you know talking about giving financially and so this is one of those things that um, we don't talk about very much I'll just be honest with you we don't talk about giving all that often at, at grace church in fact i don't think i've talked about it since this last time i probably need to talk about it more not because uh you know we need your money and we're having trouble paying the bills or anything like that but because generosity and particularly giving financially is actually good for our souls Right, because we can get really, really selfish and tight-fisted with our money, and so anyway, we talked about this last year. We talked about giving, and we did it in the context like we're going to raise our budget by twenty-five thousand dollars this this year that we're in. Raise it by twenty-five thousand dollars specifically because we have two young next-generation leaders: Tyler Jensen, who's down in that hallway with the kids every week, and Josiah Rios, who is out at this retreat right now with our high schoolers. And we said, their internships are ending, and we love them, we believe in them, and we want to bring them on full-time, and it costs money to do that, right? Like, people like to get paid when they work a lot. It's amazing. And so we wanted to pay them, and it would cost money. And so we challenged you that way, and you guys committed ahead of time that, yep, we're going to give, we're going to consistently give toward this, and you've done it. You've done it. And so I stand here today, and we're, like, right on budget, which is, amazing we've continued to raise it every year and you guys continue to give my challenge maybe my question to you is you know as you give as you generously give are you doing it with a joyful heart which is important you know we don't give reluctantly like get the pride out of our hands but are we doing it with a joyful heart and we doing it praying that god would use that money to further his gospel to further his kingdom right so, so that's a bunch of stuff. I know I took a bunch of time there. That's a bunch of stuff from this past year. And I hope, like, if you're, if you're part of us, if you've been at this campus for a while, I hope that's encouraging to you. And you're like, yeah, man, I remember that stuff. That was so cool. Thanks for the reminder. If you're not, I hope it's also encouraging for you. That you hear this and you're like, you know what? There's, there's Christians that are trying to genuinely live out their faith sacrificially. trying to follow Jesus and live sacrificially for him to make a difference in this world for him. As we look at 2018, um, there's a bunch of stuff that we want to do. I'll just give you a few things here. So um, one of the cool things uh, over the past, I guess, year and a half, we did a bunch of stuff to the inside of this building to get it ready. So we bought the building. We had to do some renovations. So we've done a bunch of stuff in this room. It's done. We did a bunch of stuff down the kids hallway it's done the kitchen the bathrooms all that stuff is done we uh went out to the uh the building over there student ministry building we did kind of a refresh out there it's done like the inside is ain't a big building you know there's not a whole lot of room here and we're kind of done with the inside but we look at the outside and we're like well we got five acres here what can we do how can we use those five acres not for us specifically like we want to make you know this party central for all the church people but how can we use those that land this acreage to be able to serve the community and so we got some cool ideas one of the things that we want to do is um, so we, we've got um, a, a basketball court out there that is terrible the best the blow hoops are like awful don't shoot on them. the poles are actually kind of coming out of the ground it's terrible so we want to replace those uh, so that more people in the community could use the basketball court out there we look at the volleyball court there's a even worse volleyball court I think animals use it as like a litter box back there. It's bad, but we want to do. Um, we want to actually turn it into two nice volleyball courts. Um, so this is cool. Last year we had a company come in that um, donated all of the lighting, the pole lights out in the parking lot, free. They didn't charge us for anything, just because they were they were being kind to us. And so they did this all free. So we at nighttime have, it, it's very well lit out there. And we're like, you know what? We could do, we could put a couple volleyball courts and we could run some sand volleyball leagues around here. And there could be a lot of people in the community. There's nothing like that right around here. And so we could bring a lot of people in and be able to serve them and love them that way. So that's one of our plans. We got to do something for the, with the parking lot out there. It's terrible. A couple weeks ago, it froze over. If you were here on Sunday morning, it was like a sheet of ice. I apologize again for that. Um, We're gonna do something, I don't know yet if it's gonna be like a chip and seal thing or add more gravel or something to it, but we're gonna kind of do some stuff on the outside of the building. One of the cool things. So this is like, this is kind of our MO. We wanna try new things. We wanna do some things that maybe we haven't seen done before. One of those things uh, is coming up this May. We're gonna do, um, right now we're calling it a bike event. And here's what it is. Um, So Barberton is trying to make the city um, like a bikeable community. There's a lot of emphasis put on that. And there's a lot of kids that that ride their bikes all over the place. And um, a lot of their bikes are broken down and they don't have daddies in their life that have taught them how to fix a bike. It's not that complicated, but nobody's shown them. And so he said, you know, what if we did an event where we, anybody could come, all the kids could come, and they could bring their bikes in, and we'll fix their bikes for them right? And then we'll also like have a big party. We'll get some inflatables and we'll have a DJ and we'll have some food. We'll have crafts and those sort of things that people, families could come and they could hang out. We'll give some information about some of the stuff that we have going on here at the church and just be able to love and serve them. And so we've never done it before. I don't know how well it's going to work. I think it's going to be awesome, Um, but we're planning that. That's coming up in May. I I tell you that now because we're going to need a lot of volunteers for it and actually yeah, a lot of volunteers. So I'm gonna come asking um, for you to help with that as well. So that's coming up in May. We're gonna to continue to do all of the different camps and stuff that we've been doing. One of the new things that we're gonna do this year is we're gonna take um, our, the, those grounded kids, the fourth and fifth graders to Philadelphia. We have a, a missions trip to Philadelphia that um, I think now as a campus we're ready to do. There's an organization that we work with out there, and it is an incredible experience for our kids. It is an eye-opening experience going into inner-city Philadelphia. And so we have that coming up, which is cool. We also have, um, we're planning a um, middle school summer camp um, that's, that's kind of out of the box. And so there's an organization that we'll work with that, that works specifically with middle school students to to kind of help them understand what's going on in our society and our culture and how to solve some of the problems. And so middle schoolers are super smart and they're creative. And so like gathering them together and allowing them to sort of dream and, and leading them that way is really cool. And then we'll have some um, like physical activity components to it and Uh, and some spiritual components, obviously, as well. So that's coming up um, this year too. Let me give you two other things quickly. Um, The city of Barberton and their schools is starting a new mentoring program. So I I wanna put a bug in your ear now with this. They've started a new mentoring program that um, all of this, if you wanna mentor a child in Barberton schools, you go through this mentoring program. And we met with the guy, the director of this program a couple months ago, and we are real, real excited to to have some of our folks be a part of it. They're really trying to get some church folks that would invest in some of these students. So right now there's uh, uh, over 50 students that are just on a waiting list that their parents have signed off on this. They desperately want a mentor in their life and there's nobody yet. And so we're like, so they come to us and they're like, would you help? And we're like, yes, we'll help we'll get people to come be a part of it so you're going to hear more about that coming up here in the next um, couple months we're going to do a series on discipleship and we're going to talk about that mentoring there and the goal is to bring that guy in to do a training just for us so that anybody who's interested can get connected to love and care for these students over there the last thing i want to say too is you know we're, we're continuing to sort of double down on so that's a lot of that's outreach stuff like what are things that we're doing to to love and serve the community For those of us that know jesus right that would call ourselves christians and we're here we really want to continue to challenge each other to to know the gospel and the god of the gospel we talk about know it live it give it away to know the gospel the god of the gospel to live the gospel out in our lives in community in relationships with one another and to give it away to give the good news away to anybody who's interested because you look at our world and our world is searching for hope right now right maybe more than it ever has. I don't know. It it, it feels that way to me many times. And you and I, if you sit here this morning and you say, I'm a Christian, you and I have been given the ultimate hope, right? We've been given the gospel. We've been given the good news that we're actually loved by God. Maybe for some of you this morning, that's new news to you. No matter where you've been, no matter what your life has been like, God loves you. God cares about you. So much so that he sent his son to offer forgiveness for us. Jesus died on that cross so that we could have forgiveness. Like we've been given this hope that changes everything. And so we live in this world that's like diseased and we've been given the cure to the disease. We've been given the cure to the disease that's plaguing the world. And so the question is like, what are we doing with it? You know, are we hoarding it and keeping it to ourselves? Are we sharing that cure with folks that are hurting and struggling that have pain and confusion and sorrow all of those feelings lead to the rotten things in life that we see all over the place the violence the wars the school shootings the racism all of that stuff it all starts because of issues that we have in our heart right and you look at Jesus and we're like we say something around here we say the church is the hope for the world and we don't say that because the church is the people it's not the building right it's the people and we don't say that because, man, we're really special. We got it all together. No. We say that because the church has Jesus. And Jesus is the one who is amazing and who fundamentally changes us. Like when we get it, when we understand who Jesus is, he, he fundamentally rewires us. Like when we understand what it means to have a relationship with him and we know him, Our heart is rewired and our brain is rewired. And that's the hope for the world. Like if you sit here this morning and you look at the world and you're like, man, it's a rotten place. There's so many rotten things going on. The hope is you. If you have Jesus, it's you and it's me, right? And so this morning, it's really cool. So we have 17 people this weekend. We're at church. We have 300 people in attendance on a weekend. We have 17 people this weekend that are saying, I get it. I understand who Jesus is. I trust him. I accept him. And I want to be baptized. And it's going to be, it's, last night was, it was amazing. And this morning, I think is going to be amazing. And I want to, I want to take, before we do it, um, we got our power kids back there. They're, they're coming. Some of them are watching their friends getting baptized. Um, before we do it, I want to just quickly explain what baptism is, okay? So that we're all kind of on the same page with this. So each of these folks that are getting baptized um, believe this, they believe what the Bible says, they believe that God is real, right? They believe that God loves them so much so that He sent His Son, God the Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross 2,000 years ago, to pay a debt that we could never pay because you and I stand before God no matter how good you are or how rotten you are. You and I stand before God guilty. You and I stand before God dirty. You know why? Because he's perfect. He's perfect. He's holy. He's righteous and just. And we're not, right? And so we stand before him guilty, and yet he loves us. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus to take all of the punishment that we deserve for our guilt, for our sin, for our shame, so that you and I could be forgiven. And all we have to do, all these 17 people this weekend have done is they've said, yes that's the terminology we use obviously we have the t-shirts to prove it say yes to jesus right to just accept what he's done there's nothing we could do to earn it there's nothing that we could do to make ourselves worthy of forgiveness and grace and peace all we could do is say yes and accept it and say i want to follow jesus with my life i believe he is who he says he is And i want to follow him with my life and so each of these folks that's going to get baptized has decided just that and one of the things i love about baptism you're going to see this specifically in this service is that you're going to see all ages up here and so some people come to know jesus they come to understand who jesus is at a a young age you know they have uh just a great understanding of the gospel they have probably uh, important people in their life who have taught them and they come to know jesus young other people come to know jesus later in life by the way as long as you breathe and you have breath in your lungs, it's not too late, right? It's not too late. And so it's probably important for me to say this. um, At at this service specifically, we've got some that are pretty young that are getting baptized. And so so, uh, the way that we understand the Bible, people make a decision to follow Jesus. They say yes to Jesus. And then the next step is to get baptized, right? And so all of these... Kids, specifically, all of them, have said yes to Jesus. They've trusted in him. And they're not getting baptized because, you know, mom and dad said you should or because my buddy's getting baptized. They're getting baptized because they understand the gospel and they've trusted in Jesus. In fact, some of them, they're like right at that, at that kind of cutoff where they could really get it, and they get it. Like beyond their years, they have wisdom and understanding. It's just beautiful. So let me um, just real quickly explain kind of what we're doing here. So baptism um, is a symbol, right? And so there's kind of two big things that it symbolizes. One is this idea of death to life. And so going down into the water, is almost like going down into the grave, right? And the old you is dying. And then you're pulled up the new you. You're raised back to life. The Bible calls it a new creation, Right. And then there's this other symbolism of being washed clean. And so people take a bath because they're dirty. Right. And so you get down into the water and it's like our sin. We feel our sin, the wrong things that we've done in our lives. And you go down into the water and you're pulled back up and it's like you're washed clean. that's a symbolism of baptism and it also is um, a way of publicly identifying with god and so when we baptize you'll see this we baptize in the name of the father in the name of the son and in the name of the holy spirit so each of these folks that are getting baptized today are going i identify with god i identify with god the father god the son god the holy spirit and so we would we would kind of we use uh, the analogy of like a press conference you know so when a star athlete, like when an NBA player or whatever, um, goes to a new team, they go behind closed doors in the office of you know, some executive and they sign a contract, right? And then later they have a big press conference where they're like, I'm on this new team. Baptism's kind of like the press conference. Each of these folks has said, I'm with Jesus, I'm on his team. And now this is their press conference. Or it's like a wedding ring when a lot of times people get married, we exchange rings, right? Rings don't make you married. Rings are a symbol of an internal commitment that you've made, right? And and they show other people that you're off the market. That's kind of what baptism is. It's a demonstration of an internal commitment that each of these folks has made. So when we baptize, um, you see, some of you can probably see the big uh, tub up here. Um, It's filled with water. The way that we do it is we immerse you in water, okay? It's actually what the reason we do that is it's what the word means. So when we read the Bible, the word that's translated in English as baptism literally means to immerse, and so that's how we do it. And we do it three times in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, okay? Here's the big deal with it. Let me just give you the bottom line. Each of these folks that uh, are getting baptized today we're all sort of living their life for something. You know, like we're all following something in our lives. We all have something that's the most important thing to us. At some point here recently, or in their past, each of these per- people have said, no, the most important thing that I want to have in my life is God. And the one that I wanna follow above anything else is Jesus, right? That's the big deal of what they're symbolizing here today. So um, we asked everybody that um, was doing a baptism, to, um, we wanted to make them a little bit uncomfortable and say, would you take your phone and would you shoot a selfie video and just in your own words say like why you want to be baptized, you know? So we're not like giving them the words to say, but we're like, just hold your phone out here and say the words. Then we're going to kind of put them together and you know, a montage so that you're only going to see the eight people at this service that are getting baptized. But in this video, you're going to see almost everybody else. There's two others that, that we didn't get their video in time. You'll see almost everybody else in here. So it's a little uncomfortable, but it's better than standing up front in front of everybody in the moment and having to talk, right? All right. So take a second. This is about a three-minute video. Check out this video. These are the folks getting baptized.
0: Hi, like- Stella. My name is Natalie Martell. I'm Krista. I'm Cheyenne Wiley. I'm Dan Cullen. My name is Julie Jacobs. My name is Yona. My name is Kim Kobsa. My name is Melinda Hirschberger. My name is Jenny Hirschberger. My name is Jacob. And my name is Brittany. Hi, my name is Emma. I want to get baptized because I want to learn a little bit more about Jesus and I want to be closer to him. I want to be baptized because I feel it's the right time and I trust Jesus. I'm I'm ready to show the world that I accept Christ and that I love Him. I think this is the right time in my life uh, to rededicate myself to Jesus. I want to be baptized because I love God and Jesus. I would like to be baptized because I want everyone to know that I trust Jesus and that I am living my life for Him. I love Jesus because I prayed to Him. He died on the cross for me.
1: I want to live for Jesus and trust in Jesus because before coming back to Him, my life felt empty. And now I have this overwhelming feeling of fullness and love that he has brought into my life.
0: It is a way for me to show how Jesus has changed me and my life, as well as my faithfulness to him and my confidence in him. I just want to believe in God a lot more because he's the best person in the whole entire university that he made. I want to following Jesus and I let everybody know. In the Bible, Jesus says that we all need to get baptized and when we trust Jesus, and decide that we follow him. It is my outward symbolization of showing God uh, what he means to me and my way of showing all of you uh, my love and commitment for God. You know, I've completely surrendered my life to him and I think that in doing that, this is you know, I feel like I'm getting a fresh start and a new beginning and for me this is part of that, this is a big milestone to where I can say you know, I'm really trusting you God, I'm really trusting you with my life
1: now. I've been meaning to do this for a very long time. I actually said yes to Jesus at nine years old in BBS at a community church. However, I did not grow up in a Christian home so it wasn't until many years later When I was a young mom with a six-month-old baby boy and we moved and I became a stay-at-home mom and started attending a mops group, Mothers of Preschoolers at a community church. And that is when I truly started
0: following Jesus. So I'm saying yes again today um, to to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to
1: Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. I
0: said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. So I said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus. I say yes for Jesus.